0: you mm-hmm.
1: All right, can you hear me? I can. All right, perfect. All right,
2: let's let's start this over in three, two. One. Welcome back to a little bit of synergy. <clears throat> I'm your host Anthony Thomas one one zero zero one. Join tonight, today, today. It's it's it is today. <laughs> it's usually something we do at night, but that's all good. Uh, our Michael Armagost, is that right? Yep. Oh my gosh, from the Next to the Lamp podcast. Is that right? Yep. Awesome. Boy, <laughs> Steve sent me a list of about seven guys, and you were the one that responded first. And I'm glad you did, Fred. How you doing?
1: I'm all right. How are you?
2: No, I can't complain, man. Can't complain.
1: Yeah, Florida's Florida's probably pretty nice right about now. We're having we have snow here in Wyoming right now, so. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, it does not feel like Christmas time, man. I'm, um, I, i i will be honest with you. I just, I just looked up and saw. Looked up on the calendar and saw it was December the eighth. That's right. Yeah, December the eighth. Shit. Yeah, but my kids are grown. We don't, um, we don't have to sink a fortune into Christmas like we used to. It's not as big a deal, but we do celebrate. How about you.
1: Uh yeah, we also celebrate. We um we don't live too far away from our family or anything, so it kind of um you know, it makes it a little easier, I guess.
2: You got kids?
1: No, hell no. Ugh, kids are horrible. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've always been on a anti-kid kick. Uh for one, I realized at a young age that I wouldn't have to wait in lines if there were less people. So I was like, I'm not going to contribute to that. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I have friends that have kids and I guess I just live vicariously through them. Right. Yeah. Otherwise I don't really have kids. I just, I'm not, it's not that I'm, not good with responsibility. I just don't really like responsibility, you know. And like, I'm barely keeping myself alive, you know, because I am a musician and everything. So you know, starving artist, and I, uh, I, I don't really—I uh, don't know. I mean, I, I I do get paid enough to have kids, but I don't—I don't want them. <laughs>
2: I get the starving artist part, man. I am—I'm a musician myself, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, starving. Oh God. Woke up this morning to ramen noodles. It's, um, uh, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a real thing.
1: A- I'm at this point where, um, I have many different careers I could potentially be taking. Like I was a, uh, insurance claim adjuster mm-hmm. for a while. I just got fired from that job. Um, mm-hmm. thankfully. Um, and, uh, I still have my license and everything, you know, cause it's valid for two years and I just re-upped, uh, this year. So like, I still have another year and a half of my license, but I don't want to, do, I don't want to do that anymore. It's soul killing man. It's, I mean, I don't really have much of one to begin with, but like what I did have that pretty much ruined it. <laughs> and management was dog water, man. Like. I I hate it when people are like yeah you know the job so we're gonna make you a manager and it's like well you don't know people and the job Mm. so you just know the job and you're just a doer like a a sayer pretty much like you don't really know how to manage people and then you fuck up a whole department so
2: yeah Uh, I'm in management right now and I feel you I don't know why they chose to put me in that role because it's I mean it's it's oh god it's so much more it, it weighs on me. it wears on me it weighs on me it I, I just get all the cases that nobody wants to fuck with yeah. all, all the angry clients with it's usually messes that other people have made and I, I inherit those yeah. and I have to find some creative solution that is within the policies guidelines that's going to make them happy, it's going to grease the squeaky wheel, and at the same time, it's going to make the company, you know, shine, they're not going to suffer, their company's never going to lose, trust me, you know, they're, uh, they'll risk, they'll risk dissatisfied clients um, (laughs) before they're going to go out.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I never had a, well, I mean, I had a few unhappy insureds, but, that's mostly because the, the, you know, the policy and stuff. But if I could help them at any cost, I probably would. I was that adjuster that was like, uh, what is this for? Oh yeah, sure, I'll pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like I didn't really care for much, especially towards the end. There, I was just paying for shit, and uh, they didn't they didn't fire me for that. The reason that they fired me was because uh, they wanted to full days in the home office they wanted like a hybrid schedule two full days in the home office but i was only doing half days in the home office and when i when they first told me i you know i was doing two days in the home office and then when they found out that i was only doing half days they're like no we want you to do two full days in the office and i was like why Like, there's no point to it and they're like oh company culture or something so i was like okay nobody talked to me when i was there even for the four hours every other day that i was there so i was like what's the what's the point so i just did half days and um my manager texted me she was like you uh did you are you deviating from your regular schedule i was like no this is my regular schedule and she was like well that's not okay and then made it a huge fucking deal and it was like why is it a big deal i'm still doing my job yeah Yeah. i'm not like not working you know i'm getting my tasks done you can see that i the time stamps everything that i do so you know i'm working during those times that i'm at home and i worked from home for a year and a half before you decided to do this hybrid bullshit yeah and i was there during the team meeting so what like and so they made a huge fucking deal out of this thing and uh, they had a meeting about it and um she like, at the end of the meeting, she tried sliding me a resignation letter. And I was like, bitch, are you dumb? I'm not, I'm not resigning. Like, I'm still doing my job just fine. And she said, then you're fired. And I said, all right, fine. So I left the meeting room. I had a Bluetooth uh, DeWalt speaker that I have uh, one of my rap tracks queued up on. And I put it on top of the cubicles area stood on my desk. And I wrapped my whole single that's coming out here later this month. And they called the cops on me. And I once I was done with my rap, I left. <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I got you, man. I've been the, I've been the subject of a corporate assassination before. I know what that's like. It's um, it's yeah. You want to go out with a bang.
1: Oh yeah, that was uh, uh, that was the most memorable thing that will happen in that office ever. <laughs> so like, fuck that place. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, and for those of you listening, it was uh, an insurance company in Laramie, Wyoming. That's all I can say about that place. But if you do, if you even googled it, you would fucking find the Laramie insurance Jim. company, and how dog water they are. <laughs> Here's your.
2: There's your glass door review right there, folks. Fuck off.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, if something doesn't make sense, then I want you to explain it to me until it does make sense. But if it doesn't make sense and I'm poking holes in your logic and you can't fill those holes with rational conversation – then I'm pretty much going to do my own thing. You know, like I said, they wanted me to be there for <clears throat> 16 hours out of the week. I was there for eight hours out of the week and I was part of the team, whatever. Cause I was doing three people's job when I was there. So it was like, mm-hmm. you want me to do more? And then they wanted, they were like, yeah. And I was like, well, my home office, my studio here that I'm in, is much more enjoyable to be in than to be actively ignored in my cubicle, where science has shown that cubicle environments are bad for humans. So, like, why do you want me to be here? And they're like, "Well, we built this building in 1980 for 14 million dollars, and why are we gotta not use it now?" And I was like, "Bitch, that was 1980, bro. Yeah, this is fucking 30, 40 years later. Like, you you need to get with the times." Split this building in half, make it two office environments for two other companies, rent them out so you're still making money on this shit, or have half the building be your processing and then the other half rent it out. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so many things you could do to make money that would make it beneficial for this company. But no, you want to be dumb and you want to fucking waste time and energy and money yourself. So, fine. Have it your way. Yeah. they They were like, they had three claims positions open for four months and haven't been able to fill them. So I advised them. I was like, well, it's probably not smart if you fire another adjuster because you don't have the capacity to do that. Yeah. And she didn't even want to think about that. And I was like, you're just dumb as shit. You're just dumb. Like I don't even know how to get past your ignorance or your arrogance. So whatever. And then she slid me that paper and I was like, you're, you are fucking dumb.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Sounded like you just weren't part of the, uh, I don't know, maybe didn't drink the Kool-Aid or went against the grain too much, just wasn't part of the corporate vision. I've
1: been there. Yep. Yeah. And uh, part of my part of my rap, the, the chorus of it is I go against the grain. Mm. Well, even that's hard to maintain what's normal when everything else seems so strange. I had to go insane to start balling out the frame, and now I'm just doing me while well. y'all try to stay the same, and it's a shame. <laughs> yeah. <don't> <laughs> Yeah. And so it was it was a relief. Yeah. I wasn't even getting paid that much to do three people's job. At a normal like a big insurance company, I'd be I'd be starting at 55k. Mm. And I was only getting paid like 38k. Mm. Like bro. Yeah. So fuck that place. Fuck that place. <clears throat> yeah, and so um Squids Killing It Productions uh, started in 2020 and I've kind of just been building it since then. I only released three singles this year of 2022 because I've been working on this LP that I'm dropping later this month, which is going to showcase my full production uh, ability with um, lo-fi hip hop because that's what Mm -hmm. I mostly produce now. It's what people expect. Mm -hmm. I have my own rap tracks now, so that I have my own lyrics for. Um, I do down tempo. There's going to be some... really grungy down tempo on it as well as uh some dubstep and a house song so all together it's going to be about seven tracks
2: interesting are you on a label
1: uh killing it productions is the label
2: it's your label
1: yep awesome awesome yeah so i'm fully independent um everything is funded by me or my podcast which is ran through my company Mm -hmm. so the the record label is more so of a multimedia company like warner entertainment Mm -hmm. you know they got warner media which is um like video production and things like that and then uh they have their record label as well so um that's kind of what i'm trying to build here in laramie wyoming out of all places
2: laramie wyoming
1: yeah and it's tough because uh not many people around here listen to the music that i produce you Mm -hmm. know like, I live in a college town. This is where the University of Wyoming is. Okay. So it would be a little bit easier to, I, I would think, you know, it would be a little bit easier to um, go from there and uh, spread the word and stuff. But Wyoming is full of conservative uh, naysayers, essentially. Okay. They're okay. like, well, it's not the oil field, so it's not worth shit. <laughs> or it's not a ranch, so, you know, it ain't worth doing. You're not a man unless you work on a ranch or physical hard labor until your back breaks. I was <laughs> 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 like, bro.
2: Yeah. That's how I was raised. I'm from Alabama originally. And, um, yeah, I'm I'm an artist as well, musician. Uh, I had a hard, hard time uh, producing anything that anybody wanted to listen to up there, man. I um, Up there, it's country, rap. And, um, uh, just nothing that I, nothing that I really specialize in, but I did get my first cut, my first track got bought by a label that produces mainly house, house music. And I, I entered a, I wrote a electronica song that I, um, entered into the contest kind of half joking. I didn't, I didn't put a lot of myself into it, but I did I didn't win the contest but i did they did pick it and um uh, did some spotify and apple music and and all the big the big platforms now it's actually out there i got one song out there got another one coming but uh yeah that, that's gotta look good on a resume
1: well i am trying to go into the advertising field um because of the creative aspect of it mm-hmm. um, I have made like commercials for small businesses in town and things like that um, so that's been interesting um to say the least but um I really liked doing that you know mm-hmm. like giving it to the client and then being like oh my god like this is better than what I would than what I imagined would be and things like that so, it's uh it's quite interesting and i i I found myself you know enjoying that more than i thought i would Mm -hmm. Um, because i also do photography videography um (laughs) drone footage now i just bought a drone not too long ago so Mm -hmm. i'm trying to uh get my part 107 so i can do commercial uh flying with it and things like that and go from there part
2: 107 i'm not familiar
1: uh it's faa licensed to fly a drone pretty much okay oh so
2: to get above a certain altitude, you've got to be able to, yep,
1: yeah. okay, yeah. For, well, for anything, so like you can have a drone as a hobby mm-hmm. and you can fly it wherever the, fuck. but as soon as you start doing it commercially or you know for a profit, then you have to have your part 107.
0: Okay,
1: yeah, interesting.
2: interesting. So you just outsource that drone footage, that's cool, that's cool, I, yeah, okay, I've heard of. Um, my son said, "Now, my son is doing um, commercial H—not commercial, residential HVAC work. And he said now people are doing inspections by drone, like going up into to new construction in the homes after they've laid out all their duct work, flying through the rafters and the trusses with a drone. That's 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 got to take some skill." I, uh, I always had trouble with the RC cars myself. I, I was never any good with them. I would, if I had a drone, I would crash it instantly, man. I,
1: That's exactly what I did. Is it? Yeah, I, I I broke the, I broke a few propellers on its maiden voyage <laughs> in my backyard. Um, so, uh, luckily it came with, you know, I think six extra propellers. So, um uh that that was nice but yeah it still flies it's just that the tips are broke off on it um and yeah i do not know how to fly a drone whatsoever <laughs> yeah have you seen those drone races where they go through like the hoops and stuff like that yeah, yeah. dude that is wild it's Like insane they got their vr headsets on and, like, <laughs> and i'm like oh my god what is going on but yeah i plan on uh I plan on getting that because, uh, music videos will be a little bit more interesting to do, you know, and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So
2: So you do a lot of visual content?
1: No, I want to. Um, but you know, lo-fi hip hop, it's kind of hard to have like a visual content Mm -hmm. with it because it's like, you know, chill, there's not Mm -hmm. much going on, whatever. Um, so I just started doing like Instagram reels for my podcast and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um and getting those set up. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Instagram reel. Yeah, I am I haven't had any luck making any anything for Instagram myself. Um trying to port my um, well, I'm trying to get off Anchor for starters. Um that's the goal here of season 3 is to I've launched my Patreon and hopefully start getting enough funds coming in to afford a uh, Buzzsprout
1: Um, I use Libsyn it's only 20 bucks a month and you get 400 megabytes um, of upload time and I usually do hour long episodes each week Mm -hmm. and I've never hit my limit okay Um, so yeah for 20 bucks a month and then you just uh do your rss feeds and you just click which distributors you want it to be distributed to and mine are set to all of them that can be distributed to them Uh, there are certain websites that you have to uh, like upload your rss feed and stuff like that and apply for a uh, an account with them um but, yeah, I mean, I just passed 5,500 on all platforms, so... Right on, man. Yeah, I also have 153 episodes. I think I just uploaded 153 yesterday. How long you been doing it? Or Tuesday. Um, April 1st, 2019 was the very first episode. Okay. Uh, we did a six-month stint. We did... We uploaded it once a week for six months and then i did a six month stint where i didn't upload anything at all and then after that i've been doing uh every week okay
2: yeah i'm trying to do at least weekly content because i'm i'm bad to do four in a week and then nothing for a month and then you know i'll do two here and then nothing for three weeks yeah you know i didn't get the first year i was in it i had almost one a week i had uh 50 episodes my first year. And then the second year not so much and uh kind of stalled out around 70 or 80 episodes I can't remember the exact number but um hell, ever since I met Steve um it's been pretty it's pretty steady.
1: Yeah, yeah, I linked up with Steve in 2020 like July 2020. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of why I have as many guests as I have. is because Steve just keeps sending them to me.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, it's been fun. It's been fun. I like talking to people. You know, I don't get much culture here in Laramie, Wyoming. So talking to other people and getting to know, like, you know, Florida and stuff like that is pretty interesting. I went to uh, Orlando in March, and that was like the farthest east I'd ever been. Okay. And uh, I went down to... uh, Punta Gorda Mm -hmm. and um, Port Charlotte and Mm -hmm. Orlando and New Smyrna Beach and like pretty much all of Florida essentially besides like Miami and the Keys and stuff like that like I drove all over that fucking state (laughs) I was like yo why y'all gotta have a toll road like a toll on every road every five miles and your roads are like driving on the backs of alligators what the (laughs) hell is going on (laughs)
2: So I'm like, the road's better, man. Of
0: course.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, I don't think these funds are going to where they say <laughs> they're going.
2: <laughs> no. No, yeah. Uh, Port Charlotte's got hit real hard uh, with the hurricane. I don't know if you saw anything <clears throat> there before that. But, um, yeah. Some serious- yeah, I was
1: there uh Right before that um, The hurricane I think was in April or June Yes I want to say yeah. I was there in March My homie lives in, lived in Port Charlotte And he showed me a picture And he kind of like lived on this hill But he also had a canal in his backyard mm-hmm. that he had his boat in yeah. And like the canal was like up to his backyard Like mm-hmm. he didn't even have a w- step down And then like his front yard was like Almost up to his door So his house almost flooded, <laughs> flooded <laughs> Yeah
0: yeah,
2: people underestimate those hurricanes, man. They are—they're—they're uh, they're very destructive, man. They—they come in, and they do wide-scale damage. Not like uh, tornadoes what I'm used to. Tornadoes up in Alabama—they just come in and rip things up for a second, and then they disappear, and they hop from one city to the city, and or one neighborhood to the next to the next, and just do a little bit of massive damage here and there, but. Man, tornadoes can come and just or hurricanes can just come and plow for just, We had Irma come through about four years ago and just just threshed the upside of the state or the just coming up as it came through man it was uh, it was rough. We didn't get so much water as we did when where I, I'm in inland, Ocala and
1: um, okay yeah i went there too uh we went to uh um swim with the manatees on crystal lake or crystal Crystal river River.
2: yeah 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 everybody loves our manatees
1: yeah dude that was pretty sweet um one of my friends lived there and so we drove past that to get to uh up there because like it's like in between orlando and you know uh crystal river so Mm kind of stopped there for a little bit and i was like bro like there's alligators everywhere (laughs) did you see them
2: really yeah yeah we got them we got
1: them pythons bro like in the everglades like pythons in the everglades is like bro that's scary
2: yeah man i was i was walking my dog in the backyard yesterday and i saw a snake and um you yeah, that's just not something that you you come across on a daily basis, but it's just kind of something that's part of part of the ecosphere down here. We just yes, have to
1: sh- lower elevations of Wyoming, we have rattlesnakes, but mm. um, in Saratoga, they have rattle They have this road called Rattlesnake Road, and mm. like they're everywhere on Rattlesnake Road. But as soon as you hit the Platte River and south they don't go past the platte river so they're not there's no rattlesnakes on that side all the way to where i'm from you know i'm uh encampments where i'm from and that's at like um eight thousand five hundred feet Ooh. elevation
2: i'm at like 40
1: yeah <laughs> yeah i know that <laughs> the highest hill and uh in florida is like 32 feet above feet it's <laughs> <above Yeah. field. laughs> like yeah that's that's no, that's no fun because like i was talking on my podcast with one of my guests and they were like why aren't you a beach guy like why don't you like florida or anything like that and i was like well because if you walk with an ar on a beach <laughs> people get concerned, <laughs> but if you walk with an AR in the woods, people are like, oh, you're just being safe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's funny you mention that because my son has got one in his trunk. It was his, uh, he bought it himself when he was, when he was 17, he purchased, well, he didn't purchase it. I had to purchase it, but um yeah, he does. He has one.
1: Yeah, I have... Uh, 1911, 45 on my head stand on my head rest of my bed, and then I have a AR in my uh, gun safe right next door, mm-hmm. and I have a 7mm by 08 uh, hunting rifle um, that has killed a couple deer and elk and whatnot. I
2: imagine you! Imagine you've got plenty of opportunities to. Are you Are you near uh, Yellowstone?
1: no i'm about eight hours i'm at the complete opposite corner of uh yellowstone that's it yeah but we still have bears and mountain lions and wolves and shit so yeah
2: Yeah, all all those things
1: freak me out that's why you walk with an ar in the woods (laughs) (laughs) Right.
2: (laughs) hey i'll bet you don't have monkeys
1: we don't have monkeys no
2: we do
1: in florida you got monkeys we got
2: monkeys and uh we totally do in <clears throat> in the 1940s this is a true story they um they used to film the tarzan movies up here and some got loose in the silk in the silver river um for- or silver river the ocala national forest and oh really yes and now they run free in packs and uh, terrorize canoers and kayakers, people that, that go traverse the Silver River.
1: Weird. I did not know there was monkeys there.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't have believed it, but um, I, I when we first moved down here, we lived right on the edge of the Ocala National Forest, and we would hear them howling at night. And Really? Yeah, really it's uh it's a, it's a real phenomenon it's...
1: I would not have even thought about that
2: yeah the transplants like most everybody else down here but it's a fertile environment you know there's nothing stopping you from coming down here and uh, setting up camp and and thriving so why should it be any different from monkeys
1: well yeah like like I said those those snakes man like they're eating alligators, bro. Like they're, they're eating everything. <laughs> like Jesus. Y'all need to chill. That's why they do that uh that snake hunt every year. Yeah. You know? How many can you kill? <laughs> you're right. yeah.
2: You're you're not exaggerating either. They have they have um they, they've exhumed I saw a, a photo of them cutting an alligator or or something something equally as large out of the belly of a python because because they'll just grow unchecked they'll just continue to grow and grow they're only limited by what they can fit in their mouth
1: basically yeah you ever played that old nokia uh, game snake you just yeah (laughs) everything it eats it just keeps getting bigger (laughs) and bigger and bigger and and, uh, you know until it's out of its environment you know yeah and like uh you have the you know Dude, some of those giant pythons, man. This guy, I think the winner this year killed 42 pythons. Wow. Yeah, he won $5,000, killed 42 pythons. Okay,
2: so that's like 10 bucks a head, 10, 100 bucks a head, something like
1: that. Yeah, yeah, close to 100 bucks a head, like 125 It's like, a... holy shit. Yeah,
2: especially you're enjoying what you're doing
1: (laughs) i just love killing snakes (laughs) (laughs) i just like to go out and i like to find them and i like to kill them (laughs) 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 yeah i know i uh, i I grew up with you know Steve Irwin and whatever you know and like my little brother man he was all about Steve Irwin bro and like he was always bringing home snakes or frogs or you know whatever the hell could fit in his pocket lizards like he had everything man and um, he had a six foot uh, python uh, no it was a it was a boa a six foot uh, red tail boa mm-hmm. and he named it Cheyenne, dude, and that that thing was like was like that, dude. And I was like, oh my god, there's no way, fuck that snake, man. Yeah. I, I'm not like afraid of snakes. I'm just not too comfortable around snakes, you know. Like I haven't really been around too many snakes, unless you count like some of the people that have stabbed me in the back before, you know. Like <laughs> I don't I don't really mess with snakes, really. So,
2: well, I think uh, if you think your snake loves you,
1: then you should think again. I don't, I don't. <laughs> dude yeah yeah I, i'm sure you've heard that story of that woman that had the python and then it started sleeping next to her and stuff she thought it was all cuddly and shit and then like her vet was like no nah, it's sizing you up to yeah eat, bro um, <laughs> <laughs> like no 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 no
2: no yeah I don't, I don't think they're they're hardwired for affection they're they're pretty much um like you said I had one. I had a uh, a ball python once, back when they were still considered uh, a novelty pet and um, not a nuisance like they are now. And um, my 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 we named it Death um, because okay. for obvious reasons <laughs> it was uh, it was just something that we we wound up having to get rid of because uh, I think one of the guys. Got a girlfriend that was very vocal about who scared the shit out of her, basically. And either it was going or she was going. And at that time, uh, she wielded more influence over the, the group than that snake. So it was gone.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I can't really say that I blame her. Like, like I said, I'm not really much of a snake person, uh, Cheyenne. Oh used to get out of her enclosure all the time, right? And my mom had chihuahuas, right? And, like, this snake could definitely eat one of these chihuahuas, but, like, shit, they'd be like, oh, yeah, the Cheyenne's out of her enclosure. I'm like, okay, well, where the fuck is she then?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's like, this snake comes at me, I'm killing it. Like, I don't <laughs> care. My friend, uh, We called him Beaver in the day because he was a fur trapper and he, like, trapped beavers. And, like, he still does all this shit, by the way. Like, he kills mountain lions, he kills bears, whatever the fuck. Um, And whenever he would see a snake, he would slam on the brake of his truck. That snake would be trying, you know, getting the fuck away. And he'd grab it by the tail. And he'd swing it like this and then fucking whip it. And as soon as you whip it, it, like, breaks its neck or whatever where it snaps. And then they say that's the best way to kill a rattlesnake because you know if you chop off their head for 24 hours they can still bite and you know inject venom and stuff but mm-hmm. if you snap and whip them like that they they don't they're done really yeah
2: okay i mean personally i wouldn't i wouldn't be any good at developing that skill because <laughs> I'm too apprehensive about grabbing a fucking snake by its tail in the first place, man. I...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's no doubt. That's no doubt, man. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. But I watched him do it like four or five times, and I was like, bro, that's that's scary. He whip him, throw him in the back of his truck. Whip <laughs> him, throw him in the back of his truck. <laughs> and he had an old '87 uh, Chevy, like that uh-huh. was like lifted and shit, and he would yeah. You always knew he... when Beaver was around because it, it had it was a gas-powered truck and it had smokestacks on it, so okay. it was loud as fuck. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what did he – did he skin them and eat them?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he skinned yeah. them and kept the pelts and stuff. Oh,
0: okay. okay. Yeah.
1: But he, he, he was one of those guys that he just loved killing snakes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Crazy.
1: Yeah, he was a crazy man, man. Like – He would do a bunch of crazy stuff. Like, the first time I ever hung out with this dude, he's like, he gives me a 12-gauge shotgun, okay? And it's like, I don't know, like, maybe 4 o'clock in the afternoon. He's like, I got a bait over here. Like, we we, got to go kill something. I was like, okay. And so he looks at the bait, and he's like, "Uh, something was here, and I don't know what the fuck we're hunting. He's like, ah, nothing's here. So he gets his his rabbit collar. You know, it sounds like a rabbit in distress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he puts that thing on, and he puts it on this bridge over this river. And I was like, okay, like, what are we hunting? Like, I know coyotes, you know, but 12-gauge mm-hmm. isn't shit for a coyote. Like, what? Mm-hmm. He's like, no, that's just for your own protection. <laughs> I was like protection from what, and he's like, "Well, we're hunting mountain lions, so." No. I was like, "Okay." <laughs> I don't think a twelve gauge is gonna do much for that either. He's like, "No, but it will stun them enough for me to kill them."
0: <laughs> I was like, "Okay." Was like, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was that was crazy. I mean, we did we did see one, but we never got a shot off on it. I uh, see, yeah.
2: yeah. I've seen a few in my day. I've never. Um, well, what we in Alabama we had um, called cougars. Coomans, right? Cougars, right? Yeah. Cougars, yeah. I think they're the same thing. Um, smaller. Got to be smaller than what you're used to. Yeah,
1: these they're say, slightly smaller. Um, dude, some of these mountain lions are like 600 pounds, just ooh. six to eight hundred pounds, man. Oh no, nothing like that.
2: And we have bobcats. And uh, lynx, little lynx, they'll actually come and um, they'll breed with your house cats. Really? Yeah, they sure will. Knock them up and you have little feral kittens. That happened once that I can recall.
1: Yeah, I mean, they looked like they were 600 pounds, but I mean, they were still like 250. And that's like, that's big enough for a fucking cat, man. Yeah.
2: Not a cat person either here,
1: personally. But yeah, I'm not a cat person. I'm not a cat person. I uh, I adopted. I, I I wanted one cat, one house cat, right? Mm-hmm. But when I went to adopt her, she had a brother that she'd never been separated from. So oh. I was like, well, I'm not some kind of fucking animal. Like, right. I gotta adopt them both. So now I got two house cats. <laughs>
2: I mean, they're all right. Cats are cool, but I'm not a cat type person. We got dogs instead, and they're and, and these dogs would not share space with a the cat. They're they they're rescues with um, neurological issues to say the least. They got mm. they got yeah emotional problems that I I can't I can't I gotta, I can't rehabilitate them. So we just put up with them and hell, now your family, you know, we will just accept you with all your quirks.
1: Yeah, yeah, I have two dogs, two cats, and a tortoise. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I used to have five chickens, but they slowly died off one by one. Yeah. Chickens are fragile. Dude, these chickens were a pain in the cunt, too, so <laughs> it's just like, I don't want to deal with that anymore.
2: <laughs> I ha- I've had chickens before, and ducks, and... Um, The ducks were very hardy creatures now the ducks just fell in line with the dogs They they ate out of the same bowl drank out of the same bowl took their place in the pecking order with the dogs Not the dogs. I have now, but back when I had ducks But the chickens however, they um Just were so fragile is the best word I could think of for it one of them got on the roof one time and It's it was like stuck up there And I was lazy. I didn't want to get the ladder out and climb up there, so I took my hose. And just was like, I'll just give you a little persuasion. Well, I hit it with the hose, and it was
1: dead before it hit the ground.
0: (laughs) 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 I'm serious. Jesus.
1: Yeah. Yeah, ours uh, ours got Merrick's disease.
0: Okay. And uh,
1: it's like a neurological disease that's among mostly poultry and it's transmitted through like wild birds and shit so if they go to a coop that has merrick's disease and they whatever then they go to your coop or whatever then they'll pass it on like that and Mm. yeah i didn't know for a while and then towards my last two chickens like she was like one chicken was up you know in the morning fed her scratched, you know gave him scratch all that stuff yeah and then like an hour or two later she was dead Mm -hmm like what the fuck and then i noticed on my last chicken that like one of her pupils was really big and one of them was like really small Mm -hmm. Uh, so i started looking up symptoms and yeah i was like man why the fuck so um had to kill that one Mm -hmm. before she suffered because like attacks their organs and stuff too and like grows tissue inside of them it's kind of like a cancer of sorts it's weird wow
2: yeah Yeah. sucks yeah man they're they're more than uh when they're pets they're they're more than just uh dinner you know you, you, they kind of and then the kids name them and so then they're you know they're they're cute they started off as uh, as an easter gift uh, my wife picked up some little you know how they dye them different yeah. colors they, okay so we had some little peeps purple and pink chicks on easter morning that was all good and well and they were real cute but after about a week or two they start they don't they're not as cute they their necks, they start sticking their <laughs> neck out and they, and they start looking all gawky and, and they shit everywhere so you, yeah they, they can't be indoors um, and the, yeah they're just not as cute and all that dye they, they shed all those plumes and and then uh, and then they turn into chickens which is uh, which is cool. But not what you started off with.
1: (laughs) Yeah, nothing is as you started off with. That's for sure.
2: (laughs) The ducks, on the other hand, now, the ducks. um, We had several, one of them, it all boiled down to one because they would get picked off by other bigger birds in the neighborhood. We lived out in the woods at the time. Um, but we had one named Lucky and Lucky was named Lucky for a reason I had him in a cage and um, my my parents were visiting one day and they said what is that in the cage and I said that's Lucky he's a duck and it's like nah, what is that in the cage and I looked and a corn snake had managed to work its way into the the bird cage, and wrapped itself completely it was strangling the hell out of Lucky and and I acted quickly, and I, I kicked the cage over, open. I took it out, and I, was, I got a hoe and un, unraveled him from the duck, cut his head off. And in about a minute or so, Lucky came back, started breathing again. And we had him for another year before uh, giving him away. But that was one Lucky duck.
1: Yeah, yeah, my friend had a <laughs> – I gave my friend a duck when I was in like sixth or seventh grade mm-hmm. and he had that duck for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. He had that fucking duck. And then, uh, one day he, he had like the duck had its own like uh dog kennel mm-hmm. of sorts, you know, and he had his yeah. own dog house and like <laughs> lived outside and he would come inside during the winter time, you know, and like, he loved this duck. Yeah. And, uh, one day he goes out there and he can't, find it his name was Quackers of course. And uh he was like, Where's Quackers? you know? And then he looked in the back of his enclosure and um his head got ripped off on the other side of the fence. So his oh. body was on one side of the fence and his head oh. was on the other side of the fence. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. So. Ow, God, how did he do that? He had to have worked,
0: man.
1: Uh, he assumed that because they had coyotes in the area, uh-huh. so he assumed like a coyote, like I guess, grabbed yeah. its head through the fence or I something. Yeah,
2: Damn. that makes sense. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah, it was crazy, but yeah, he had that duck for like ten years, and like I saw him maybe a month or two after that, and I was like, oh man, like how's Quackers? And he like started crying. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh shit, dude, that sucks. Wow. Yeah.
2: Should never get attached like that to a fowl.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I, w- I was I was happy because like when my chickens finally died, I I had built them like a pretty decent chicken run, right? Mm. And so um after they passed away I just pretty much enclosed it with plastic and put some windows on it and whatever and now I have a greenhouse
2: that's cool what are you yeah. growing what are you growing your greenhouse
1: uh, bell ask? peppers squash tomatoes uh, brussels sprouts cucumbers that type of shit
2: yeah no, that's that's good you're growing your own food man so uh, you you're getting a jump on that saying uh, a lot of us are going to be wishing we had if we don't Yeah, assume. well,
1: in the event of an apocalypse, man, like my hometown's pretty set up for um, there's four bridges that go into town.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So once you make everything, whatever, then you disable those bridges. You have high points all the way around there that you can snipe from. Mm-hmm. You have farmland there. You have elk, deer, you know all kinds of stuff you can eat, you know? So yeah. it's at the base of a mountain, not really like in the way of anything. Like you have mm-hmm. to go out of your way to really find it. You know, we got water treatment plants that, you know, like we got everything over there. So we have a river that we can generate power from like, okay. Yeah.
2: So you would, y'all would be fine. Y'all,
1: yeah. I'll you, be all right. I'll be all right. Be That's a, for
2: sure. Y'all would be a hub in the, uh, in the event of, a. Uh, like you said an apocalyptic walking dead scenario or something we'd be coming to you instead of you coming to us
1: dude i hope it's zombies <laughs> that's what i hope what if, it, if it is an apocalypse of some kind i hope it's zombies or yellowstone erupts because if yellowstone erupts mm-hmm. i won't know shit i'll just, <laughs> just obliterate it i'll be gone yeah. so. <laughs> i be like oh the ground feels weird done mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: So, so you've got the ever-lurking, looming possibility of uh, volcanic activity. For us, it's the other way around. Instead of the ground um, erupting, we worry about the ground imploding. We have sinkholes out here. And uh, I don't know if you know anything about sinkholes, but they can literally open up at any given time. It, it's like the, uh, the ground is, is unstable, and there's... You know, you, you've got like, like the San Andreas Fault or something. You know, that's a, a well-known, well-established one that everybody can stay away from. Stay on the other side of the country if they want to. Down here, there's there's literally fissures running, caverns running. You know, all throughout the the the, the, the sort I'm looking for, man. Um, mm-hmm. You don't know. You don't know. Uh, several years back, the ground opened up. Uh, down South Florida, and a, it's an urban legend, but I remember when it happened, I, I, I remember the headline, um, literally swallowed some dude, never seen or heard from again, His, uh, I remember the headlines, I remember his brother was out there bawling, because he was just, he got out and his brother did not, so we were yeah,
1: about Yeah, dude, it's, I, yeah i I would worry about that as well uh because yeah, the ground just opens up and then you go.
2: <laughs> we had a sinkhole open uh, about two and a half miles from here a couple of years back uh not a big one, but big enough to uh to cause the they they had to sec- section the lot off and uh move the business that was there because of the parking lot Yeesh.
1: mm yeah yeah no thanks no thanks
2: and this this ground is soft you know i I walk around barefoot outside like when i'm walking the dogs and it's not like sand you know it's it's sandy soil sand and soil mixed yeah but but it's 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 so soft man it just just makes you wonder like in uh towns like new orleans that are actually below sea level you know they, they can't dig they can't they can't bury their dead six feet under because they hit water every time <laughs> you know
1: yeah yeah i do know oh man yeah it's uh, that'd be one of those things you know it's like we kind of got to pick somewhere else you know it's like <laughs> When you pick a a cemetery plot and then you already hit skeletons, you're like, "What the fuck?" (laughs) Indian burial ground. You're like, "Okay, that makes more sense."
2: (laughs) Tell me a little bit about your podcast, man. I didn't get to uh, I didn't get to check out your work yet. But but, uh, what do you uh, what do you do on there?
1: Yeah, so next to the lamp is uh more so a comedy podcast, um, where I, you know, talk to the guests and um it started out as just me and my friends and we were just saying things, you know, like uh me and my friend we would get really drunk and um uh, we would just he had these two chairs kinda like this, you know, but they were both recliners and then we had he had a lamp that was <clears throat> this lamp was a brass lamp. It was from the seventies the the shade on it was like you touched it you could poke a hole through it like it was just decaying there's like yeah. on it like this lamp was fucked up and uh i i started this job at mountain west at this place and uh, i was at a desk so i you know processing information i would just listen to podcasts so i got really into podcasts and I told him, I was like, man, this, like, because we talked about, you know, intricacies of the universe, quantum physics, mm-hmm. like whatever, you know, I was like, man, this would be a dope podcast. And so I was like, we could call it next to the lamp, because like, to me, this lamp was like, you know, fucked up and like, ridiculous. So I was like, this would be like the comedy aspect of it. <laughs> and then like, we could go to, to like different places have a mobile setup to where like, this lamp would be a focal point point. funny because this lamp is busted as shit and like (laughs) not really worth anything you know but we're taking it to all these crazy places and uh he was like yeah yeah you know i don't really feel like doing that but you know i'll help you get it started and so around this time um my mom had my grandmother had one of these when i was younger it's a mineral oil lamp so Mm -hmm. you know it rains mineral oil from the top of it and i used to watch it all the time and when she passed away, I was supposed to get it, but one of my aunts took them, so I was kind of really disappointed. My mom was at an estate sale in California and had found this one and shipped it to me. And uh, that that has obviously become the focal point of the show. It's next to the lamp, and usually I have the number two in there because it's usually two people talking, you know, and then the lamp is obviously involved. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we started in 2019, just me and a couple of homies, and we just, you know, talk a bunch of shit or whatever. Yeah. And then uh, <clears throat> my one friend who was my co-host, um, we did like 40 or 50 episodes, and when he couldn't make it to the podcast anymore because um, his job and stuff, I kind of had to switch to a uh, music comedy podcast where, I'd inter- you know, I would... Um, talk to musicians, creatives of all types, about you know how they got into it, this, that, and the other thing. um And then I linked up with Steve Joyner, and he started sending me directors, writers, authors, you know, whoever. And so it kind of turned into a comedy podcast with, you know, these types of guests. Yeah. The last one I released was with Ryan Cullen. He's a uh film critic, and he has like a video. A, really awesome video game collection like vintage NES collection and stuff like that and that's kind of my wheelhouse too because I also collect Nintendo memorabilia Mm. so um, yeah so it's mostly a comedy podcast where I just say random shit to people and see how they react
2: (laughs) (laughs) okay that's cool yeah I I never thought of it this is a comedy podcast it kind of depends on my uh, my guest because like you I started off with one other uh, homie and it was just him and I, and it was me, him, and whoever the third happened to be. But more often than not, it was just the two of us, just rapping back and forth. And um, so I look back on some of those; they're funny as shit, you know. And I have um, I have a lot of guests that are very, you know, would border on philosophical conversations, and. You know, we uh, we like you said, quantum physics. We talk. It, my, this show is actually metaphysical in nature, so it's it, you know it, it kind of borders on the esoteric. That's what I aim for. Yeah. I aim for. But if nothing okay. else, it's just synergy. It's just uh, two or more people getting on the same page and something bigger coming out of than what we started with it's the idea at least does that make sense the whole is greater than the sum of its parts is what i say
1: yeah like even some of my best episodes are like when my co-host comes back for an episode or something you know we have a return episode and mm-hmm. him and i just have that chemistry of just like We, we like to see who can make each other laugh the hardest. So we just, we both just say random dumb stuff. And those are my favorite podcasts for sure. Mm. But you know, sometimes you have a guest that like, you know, we have really good chemistry. Like, uh, Jason Pollock, he's a comedian, you know, and most comedians that I interview, um, we have like that really good chemistry of like, you know, where are you from? Then we just say a bunch of random shit and try to make each other laugh.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. Mm -hmm. Definitely evolving here at Synergy. We, We just entered season three. We, I just entered season three. About a month ago and it's uh, everything's trending upward yeah so i'll be a guest on your show tomorrow
1: damn straight yeah looking forward to that yeah so yeah you can just join the google invite that i sent you already that's the same link that we'll use to get into it and we'll mm-hmm. get into it
2: Will it just be the two of us or is it going to yep. be okay cool
1: Hey, yeah, so we got to save some content for my show. <laughs> Definitely. Let's do that. Yeah. Word. Word. Yeah. Well, if uh, the people want to find me, they can find me at killinitproductions.com. And it's not www.killingitproductions.com. It's just killinitproductions.com. You'll see me on the first page. And then there's links at the top to get to my podcast, to get to my music, to get to my merch, because I do sell. Hoodies, beanies, shirts, and soon to be bandanas. And then, uh, yeah, find my music everywhere you can find music at Squids Killing It. That's S Q U I D Z Base K I L L I N I T. And you can find that on Spotify, Amazon, Google, really anywhere you can find music. And uh, I have an LP coming out later this month. It was supposed to be released yesterday. But I'm having some complications with um, a couple of these songs that I'm trying to mix and master. And once I finish that, then I'll be able to just send it off and get it published and move on to 2023 music.
2: Yeah, I can't wait to see what that looks like, because so far, 2022 music, and looking back on it, has been uh, wow. What I, what I produced in 2022 was a combination of jazz, metal, world um, funk electronic um, avant-garde so okay. that yeah it, you'll have to uh, I mean I, I can send you some stuff if you want to send me a, a track I'll put it into this episode because I always began um, and end the episodes with music um, if you want to okay. do that I'll be happy to include that with the episode
1: Okay, cool. Um, let's uh yeah, I'll I'll figure out something. Uh, because most of my tracks are published with a PRO. Uh-huh. So, you have to have a sync and master license to have it on there. Right. Right. But I can uh, send you I can send you a track that I haven't um, I haven't published. So That'll work.
2: That'll work. Yeah, man. As soon as you get me that, I'll uh I have this uh, episode up and running I have the I have the audio up to patreon uh, up until Sunday I I haven't quite decided when I'm going to release to the public but um YouTube will be up there also the same
1: day so yeah thank you awesome well thank you for the interview sir and I look forward to speaking with you tomorrow
2: thank you Michael Appreciate you, sir. We'll see you then. Out.